0: Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast of Better better Future, I'm John Biggs. Today on the show we have Sarah Hicks, she's the CEO of Reaction Commerce. This is Technotopia. I've been furniture shopping recently and I found the experience to be very, very disappointing. And I've just discovered Joybird. Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings. You should always have the freedom to be boldly original. With Joybird you get one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. You turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options, from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices, from rich, buttery leather to plush velvets to every color imaginable. There's a wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options available, and there are free personal design consultants to help nail down your perfect design. That means when it gets into your house, you're going to love it. I want you to give it a try. They have a 365-day home trial. You skip the furniture store, you bring the furniture home, and you try it for a year. Sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return it for a full refund. There's hassle-free in-home delivery. They'll even remove all the packing materials. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. To see how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping, I want you to head over to joybird.com slash techno. joybird.com slash techno. joybird.com slash techno right now and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code techno furniture shopping is difficult it shouldn't have to be i want you to give joy a try welcome back to Techtotopia, the podcast about that welcome back to technotopia the podcast about, a better... <laughs> the podcast about a... i've been doing this for 156 episodes welcome back to a podcast about a better future i'm john biggs today on the show we have sarah hicks she's co-founder and ceo of reaction commerce uh, welcome to the show sarah
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so this is um I want to talk about the future of commerce because I I can only imagine it's only going to get uh it's only going to get worse, right? Uh, we're going to fall into some <laughs> sort of uh, Amazon is just going to be drop shipping us stuff without even us re- requesting it anymore. We're going to be uh, we're going to be buried in stuff. Uh from from where you sit, what are you guys uh working on in terms of the future of commerce?
1: Sure. So, one of my favorite topics for sure. Um you just kind of even step back a second and and don't have to tell your audience this or you this, but huge generational shifts have already happened just in like the last decade around commerce. And we're only going to continue to see that happen just like you said. So the most obvious one looking backward was, you know, that we all now have connected devices uh, in our pockets and that's just one massive, massive shift. Uh, Also a lot of new software solutions that have made it easier to, develop and customize and deploy and scale commerce applications. So that would be Docker and Kubernetes and Kafka and GraphQL and a bunch of technologies that we take advantage of. But kind of forward-looking predictions, um, some of the things that that I think are on the horizon and um, you know, things that we're gonna start to see pretty soon, we're already seeing little, little bits of it is, around data. So um, data processing, in my mind, is only going to get more efficient and less expensive. Uh, and so that means for me, it'll be put into the hands of the masses uh, versus the, the few. So obviously, of folks like Amazon who have extensive capital and reach and data and have the, the ability to do interesting things with that data, but because data processing is only going to get more ubiquitous, um, things like AI, which in my mind has been a, bunch of, a, a bit of a buzzword for the most part, but it will start to give retailers and, um, of all shapes and sizes, not just the massive BMFs like Amazon or Walmart, um, but it'll give the mom and pop retailers as well as brick and mortar retailers, uh, access to data to do more, um, uh, better merchandising and promotions and catalog selection, and right now that 's really, really hard for the majority of retailers uh, to get right uh, and I think that will actually help to democratize um, and hopefully neutralize the the playing field from you know just a small small group of very very large retailers having all that access to that data and more more retailers um, of all shapes and sizes around the world, um, getting that information.
0: What does, what does retail look like in the future? Is it, is it the behemoths, uh, shipping stuff out to us? Is there, is it drop shipping sort of situations? Are there still mom and pops? Uh, do you have any, do you guys have any numbers on, on the number of, I guess, online e-tailers because I can't imagine that that's, it's a growing number.
1: What you mean? Online e-tailers in general, just in, in like brick and mortar moving to I mean, online or?
0: It, it feels, it feels like, so, so there's, there are a few in every, almost every industry, there are a few companies that kind of, that kind of stand out. There's uh, something like for music, there's Sweetwater for, um, uh, I guess for like vapes. I'm sure there's some sort of one, one place that everybody goes to, but, but most of the stuff that you can find over at Sweetwater, for example, uh, you can find on Amazon for about as much or cheaper. So how do you how do you fight against that? How do you how do you maintain a, a, a individual presence in a in a world that's essentially against you? I guess.
1: Mean I, so um, yeah, you know, I was the vice president of product at Etsy, so this will speak mm-hmm. to a little okay, bit of exactly. my Etsy, et, Etsy DNA. Mm-hmm. But I think we as consumers uh, want to still have um, you know relationships and connections to the people that we're buying from. And sure, yes, there's the convenience factor of buying from massive third-party marketplaces, but we still want to buy vinyl records. We still want to buy, um, you know, like from the seller and have a even a connection to that seller and know where the source is and know where, um, you know, that where it's being produced or how it's being produced. So I think there's still an aspect of of commerce where. Um, yes, there's the convenience factor of buying from the the large uh, third party marketplaces, but I don't think you're going to see a complete um, you know abandonment of mom and pop retailers uh, direct going directly to brands. Um, <clears throat> I think if anything, what what we like to think about is it's commerce, not just e-commerce. So there's still going to be brick and mortar physical retailer. Now, of course, there's going to be E-commerce, and there's going to be third party marketplaces. I think what's, what's, what's wrong about the picture today and where I hope it's changing and see it changing is it just becomes commerce. You can buy, you know, you want to be able to buy something online and pick it up offline. You want to be able to um, go into a store and then go purchase it someplace else. Um, you want to be able to buy, you know, buy something online and then return it in store you're starting to just see more and more like of a connection between those relationships. And that's really hard to do. The data today between all those channels is super bifurcated. It's all Frankenstein together. It's really hard to get right. I think we can all see it. You go to a, you go to like Williamsonoma.com or you go to West Elmer and you want to see if something's available in your local store. They don't have inventory visibility in most cases at a local level. That's that's what's going to change for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean, I think I think just to sum that up, like omni-channel has always been a buzzword for a long, long time, and it means like ten different things to ten different people. But I I think of it as commerce everywhere, um, and it's that's only going to um, you know extend, and it's going to be in our you know physical world. It's going to be on our mobile. It's going to be you know e-commerce, and it's also going to be these massive third-party marketplaces, both you know the ones here that we're very familiar with in North America, but also Asia and all around the globe.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there is there ever going to be a situation where I'm able to purchase something at a at a unique price or a unique item uh, from one of these international marketplaces? I guess you already have that sort of with Wish, but I feel like there's uh, I feel like there's so many opportunities to buy. Uh, or to get something very unique out of uh, something very specific cultural or some sort of ingredient uh, that sort of thing is, is it going to get easier for that to happen?
1: Absolutely. And again, I think that's like, I think we're, we're starting to see that happen, but it hasn't really um, fully matured. So what, and and that's because things like logistics and being able to, again, have that data across um, different geographies and locations and languages mm-hmm. um, is only going to make that kind of more accessible. So it's going to bring commerce you know to your doorstep, whether it's, like you said, just something from a completely different country or area of the world, something that's unique or special that's very hard to get today, um, very expensive to get today, and that will only, I think, continue to become... Um, more accessible for all of us. So I think like, I always like to say commerce is still in the the first inning. It's still kind Mm -hmm. of, there's so much more room for improvement. We focus a lot on, you know, the the players that are right in front of us today, but we're only at the starting point, I believe of putting software and data and tools um, into the hands of the masses. Now, of course I'm building this massive, hopefully open source commerce platform that Mm -hmm. Um, has global reach, and we're seeing, you know, people in over hundreds, hundred different countries installed Reaction just last year alone. I am convinced that there won't be any one single company, or even a small handful of companies, that are going to control commerce in the long run. I think it will be decentralized. I think it will be accessible. I think it needs to be open. Um, you know, it's very concerning to a lot of people that so much data is going into such a small number of of companies and you know you are starting to see a little bit of backlash against this and i think that's why open protocols and having all that data uh and be more accessible um just makes sense to me uh in terms of where things will start to shift towards let's
0: let's talk a little bit about that so so you guys are it's the the product the the product itself is is open source and that that allows that allows for what that allows for the a small mom and pop store to basically download it and run it as a uh, as a front end, right, or back back end and front end.
1: Right, back end and front end. So that's right. So we're completely, um, you know, open source. It means you can anyone can download and uh, customize and use the software for both the operator experience as well as power their um, their, their their storefront. And so everything is included with the. open source code base, I I think of it as like all the table stakes are there. So catalog management, inventory management, shopping cart, checkout, we've got integration with payment providers and uh, shipping providers and tax solutions. And then it's, you know, fully open so you can customize it. There's um, tools to help you to build your, you know, the front end um, of your your store. Uh, And then From there, I think as you expand and as you grow, and maybe you start to add different types of products that you might be selling, um, it's for you completely customizable. And everything with us is built already with internationalization and localization in place, currency conversion, localized currency formats. We support single tenant shops as well as multi-tenant shops. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think like, like that's because it's accessible and available for, wide adoption that's what and it's built on technologies that developers are actually flocking towards Mm -hmm. that's why we're seeing so much interest in the code base we're already the the most popular excuse me again the most popular and fastest growing open commerce solution
0: uh to date and why did you guys uh, make it open
1: so part of part of just like the us realizing that um there's no kind of one size fits all for for commerce there's so many different variations in terms of different product types, different um, behaviors in different countries, and that for us to try to build all of those permutations and features and capabilities ourselves would be impossible. So we wanted the kernel, kind of the the core of the application to always be open so that um, you have the, the beauty of open source is more and more people contributing and extending and adopting the platform creates this network effect, right? So more, more people are using Reaction Commerce, it just makes the platform for stronger for, for everyone. Um, again, probably back to my Etsy roots and just, mm-hmm. I believe that we're stronger together than we are individually. Um, now we do have commercial offerings on top of the, the, the open source code base, and those are more advanced capabilities around pricing and promotions and, um, search and other other capabilities and that's that's how we make money we also have a managed solution so for retailers and brands who don't really want to think about their infrastructure Mm -hmm. yeah don't want to think about their infrastructure or their hosting or their servers being up all the time uh we can help them with that
0: do you think that's the answer for for most businesses to basically just say if we can't beat amazon let's band together and 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 uh and become a force force for our own benefits i guess
1: I think so. I mean, I think that's um a really interesting and and something we thought about. Um, you know, with critical mass, with you know, merchants and sellers coming together, why couldn't there be a new Uber marketplace or whatever you want to call it, a um a, a global marketplace uh that everyone can publish into and have you know ways that you could decide what what parts of your catalog or products you want to publish into a global marketplace and then that's completely open deten- decentralized. No one, you know, is, is no one entity is controlling that behavior. You actually give them the sellers, the owners of the businesses, the the control and the, the rights to decide. Um, again, that's, I would, you know, I'd love mm-hmm. to see that happen. And I think that having a open kind of decentralized marketplace uh, is, is, the best way for us to really take back some of the control and power from some of the larger private marketplaces that are out there today.
0: Okay, very cool. Where can uh, where can people try to try this thing? Because I'm actually interested in downloading it as well. Sounds, sounds like ah. really fun, yeah. Well,
1: I'm gonna send it to you, but uh, so reactioncommerce.com, so from our, our site, uh, you can find links to our GitHub, everything's accessible in our GitHub repos. We have a lot of documentation to help you to um, install and uh, tutorials to help customize and a uh, pretty active community in chat rooms and forums. So best starting place is uh, our site, reactioncommerce.com.
0: Reactioncommerce.com. All right. Very cool. All right. So here's to a, here's to a, a, a small grouping of mom and pops taking on the world, right?
1: Uh-huh, that's right, and maybe even the <laughs> not, maybe not even the mom and pops. Maybe it's the the mid market and enterprise retailers too. So uh, we'll
0: see. We'll see. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I have more. Uh, I have more. I have more faith in uh, in Joe's house of uh, house of uh, t-shirts <laughs> than uh, than Amazon, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Sarah. Thank you for joining us on Technotopia. This has been uh, it's been pretty cool. All right. Thanks so much. Right. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy FunCorp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy FunCorp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Technotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk you can try it out at jaywalk.me it's created by me john biggs and a few of my friends jaywalk.me please check it out